Anime Pulse episode 598. co-host the andrew of chaniest the chaniest of andrews thank you very much nice ah, to be yes. back again got a little backwards there <laughs> yes yes back, back again to do another week of talking about mm-hmm. bad life decisions and oh and, really and good is anime that just... and is that just watching anime in general is that the bad life decision or no that's the best life decision the bad life decision is listening to the show (laughs) oh i see i see (laughs) so you might as well just tune off now just turn it off just turn off your radio or whatever you're listening to your your public broadcasting system Mm -hmm. of choice and just (laughs) yeah go watch something more entertaining like (laughs) uh... someone did Someone just turned off the 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 stream. That was oh great. no, my voice! I <laughs> have time. too much control. No, wait, come back! Yeah. I was only joking. They listen to you. They listen to you too well. <laughs> no, oh he's no, back. he's back! It was go. a joke. He was just joking. He was just joking with us. All right, all right. Anyways, well, so before yes. then, before we get around to that, let's get down to what you've been up to this past week. Indeed, IRL news. So, uh, not honestly much to say. This is my first week without uh, Andrea around. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a bit more hard work. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. not hard. It's been a lot more work, but not as not not hard. Like the stuff that she was doing is kids play, Piss easy. Ch- child's play. Yes, it's. It's it's terribly easy work. Um, it's so easy. How did she fuck it up? I didn't. Didn't mess it no, up. No. How at did all. she fuck it up? Oh, how did she, she fuck it up? <laughs> I don't know. Um, apparently, something really bad happened after I left that day. Um, oh. And even Chris isn't willing to divulge it. Uh, all I know ah, is yeah, that is. the uh, day, the Monday I came back and she was gone. Mm-hmm. There was an yep. email where my operations supervisor told everyone to not let her back into the building if she shows up. Oh dear. Up. Oh boy. Pretty bad. So yeah, there must have been something that happened after I left that day and I yeah. don't think it was good. It has to be pretty bad if they're like, guard the building and it's not just like, yeah, we've decided to go our separate ways. They have to like barricade it from her that sounds that sounds pretty bad in terms of how they ended the relationship i don't think she was stealing but like that's Uh very close to like what you would do to someone if they were yeah this is this is like not just you know like if if you break up with somebody that's the same thing as like getting fired i suppose but this is like breaking up with a restraining order so it's not it's not the good type yeah yeah um 
But yeah, that happened. The rest of the week kind of just flew by because I was working. We do have a new guy from Poughkeepsie who's kind of training with us, which he's uh-huh. He's a character. Um uh he's definitely younger than me uh, and he doesn't seem to have any personal boundaries to him. I oh yeah. Don't like him to put it Did that he way. hug you? No, he likes to get up right in your face um when okay. like he's learning something so that he can like hear what you're saying and he's always like like with his hands are always close to your face like he'll point things oh. and like his fingers will be right near your face and it's like fuck off man like he 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 poked chris's beard and chris was like you do that again i'll break your fucking finger <laughs> jesus christ okay um so it's like this kid because he's a kid because i i can't put it any other way because he smells like a fucking high school locker room just axe body spray to the max and it's absolutely disaster on your nostrils it's like oh get away from me you think that no wonder you're a virgin girls are never gonna date you if you smell like that well <laughs> um, axe, all axe is good for is covering up the terrible smells that come from pubescent boys going through puberty because mm. they stink and that's what axe is good at it covers that shit up when you turn mm. a certain age and you're not going through puberty anymore and you don't smell like shit anymore, guess what? It's time to switch something called cologne. You spend a bit more money, but you get the girls instead of Axe, which pushes the girls away. Oh, so that's what the secret is. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's part of the message, though, because, like, you know, you sweat more if you're exercising more. So maybe he just wants to broadcast that he exercises. You know, oh, this guy, he works out. So he doesn't he's why he would complain about how like I need to get back and go back to the gym and get back in shape and stuff and mm-hmm. he he asks oh, yeah, a, question, a lot of questions too that have nothing to do with the work he's been given where it's just like all right just take some staples out of that paperwork and he'll just be like hey what do you think the square root of pi is like what do you think the meaning of life is and it's just like I think the meaning I'm of s- life is to finish your work and then we can talk about you know why the birds and the bees do their thing. I'm seriously starting to question the human resources uh, team at your work in terms of how they screen and get employees to begin with. Well, <laughs> Since this keeps happening. He isn't from this area, okay. and he isn't going to be with us. He's going back to Poughkeepsie, which who knows how long he's going to last down there. But I will say that up here, eh, he's thus far not a very impressive person. And the only problem is with first impressions is you only get to make them once, you know? So. Yes, and that's the problem. He's making some very bad first impressions with a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he's also fumbled a lot of, like, he's screwed up, like, a lot of big things. And, uh... Okay. That's... See, that's yeah. a no-no. You can be one way with your personality. You can even be a weirdo. But as long as you get the job done at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. If and he's not getting thing. that done well, that's yep. a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a whole thing. Uh, okay. Let's see here. What happened? What else happened? Was I was still able to leave early on Wednesday to go and work out and do a full hours workout as opposed to my forty-minute workout. I've kind of picked up this reoccurring habit of being able to leave an hour early on Wednesdays, just so that oh. I can get to the gym, do a full hour workout at the gym instead of a forty-minute workout, and then head to Subway and be home 
earlier than I would be if I stayed all the way till five o'clock on a regular day. At my office, they call that well-being Wednesdays. Ah, interesting. It's actually a thing. They encourage you to leave on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm leaving early, so it's not exactly on time. I suppose, but you're you're still contributing to your well-being by yes, doing fitness. So. I am exercising. Yeah. We'll, we'll use that. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of exercising, Saturday was my first day I was able, yesterday, was able to go for a walk. That's right. I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I didn't go to the, the elliptical machine. I put on a pair of shorts and a short sleeve shirt, and I walked outside in 67 degree weather, and oh boy, it felt so good. I miss, mm-hmm. really I miss the been. outdoors. It's been gorgeous lately as well, hasn't it? Well, not today. Like that, today is oh. back down in the 40s, but yesterday, oh, it was so good. Like I put on a coat and a hat thinking that it'd be like a little chilly because it was windy. I got outside, mm. a minute into my walk, I was like, oh, I'm going to take off my coat and hat because it's a little fucking hot. <clears throat> yeah. So that was exciting. I was very happy I could go for a walk again. Um, mm. I love walking on Saturdays. They take my mind off of everything else. I can just look around and kind of get depressed about all the different stores that are closing down. And then... Oh see the monks have bought even more houses and stores on the main strip so it's it's interesting hmm. yeah we got these uh buddhist monks who have moved in um catholic buddhist monks who have moved in and have started <sighs> revitalizing or amsterdam because their leader said that jesus came to him in a dream and said to go to amsterdam and to <laughs> revitalize it with millions and millions of dollars yes catholic buddhist rampant i know very odd i know that i, that, I was gonna question that and i was like wow jesus is getting oddly specific with like small he's, he's really dealing with the small issues by comparison to what issues we have in the world at the moment but yeah okay go ahead i guess one one community at a time jesus yep so okay. you'll like just see them buy up all these different properties and like you'll see them working on them and turning them into like Wait, yeah. nice looking places, where, and it's like, oh, that's, where, that's where did nice. they get these funds from, though? Like donations to the I church? I guess. Wait, I mean, they were where? a very rich sect of Buddhists that moved here from, ah. I guess, from uh, from across in uh, where's where's Buddhism uh, a home from? India, China? That's, um, sure, we'll go for those. I don't Over know. there, that area, yeah, the, some, somewhere. The east, somewhere over there, they actually moved from a yeah. different country, came here, not to the actual Amsterdam, but to this Amsterdam in the United States, and they've started just fixing up stuff, and it's uh, it's been kind of cool. Huh. So yeah, uh, it, you'll just see them walking around, they'll be wearing their Buddhist robes, and they they always have play, a smile on their face. They and shit. Yeah, they always, like, bow to you as they're walking by, and it's it's, it's neat, but uh, yeah, I definitely I mean, like that they're repairing have, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I question what they're doing, but at the same time, yeah, they're pleasant to have in their neighborhood, I imagine, so. Not hurting anyone. Yeah, kind of like that St. Young Men. We got Jesus and Buddha hanging out in the same building. Oh, that's right, that was an actual thing. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, aside from that, 
not much else has been going on. I did buy, as uh, I may have told you earlier, I ran out of my oh. my uh, Tuku cucumber uh, sake, so I needed to get uh, needed to get something else. So on Friday, uh, or yeah, Friday after I was done with my mows and I went over, I bought some new alcohol. I walk mm-hmm. into the shop. I go to the back and. There, lo and behold, is a brand new bottle of Amaretto I've never seen before. It's not Di Serono, mm. it's not uh, Di Amore, it's this other stuff. And right now I can't remember the name. It's like, it's almost like Exodia is like the name. I know, the forbidden one. Ex- Ooh. And uh, it's Di Sriracha, I think. It's, it's like Exodia Di Sriracha or something. And it's Amaretto. Uh, the bottle looked pretty cool. Um, it was like a $22 purchase. Uh, and it's got a bit more of a kick to it than Di Serono. It's got a bit more bite to it, like a whiskey bite, as opposed to like a smooth, like a syrupy taste to it. So I like it. Ah. I do like it. It's good. It's still very sweet. Mm, mm, mm. Got a bit of spice to it. Oh cake. yeah, definitely a bit more yeah. spice to it. Mm. That's nice. I like mine's a bit spicy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's it for me. Pretty much it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, my weeks. I've been I've been winning bigly as a as a wise man once said this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been placed with a company. I'm now uh, placed. I'm now working for a new client. I managed to get the place I wanted to uh, with a. F- fashion company in their tech sector which has been pretty good so we've been placed there and the thing is it's like if since we're talking alcohol i also bought myself because mm-hmm. i'm missing home so i bought some um some whiskey as well and uh, so i bought some scottish whiskey some bells it's, it's the affordable type and I've, I've i was planning on drinking that day one because i was only planned to go in there like wednesday just to see if i could get the job i think i maybe mentioned this the previous week um but um, then they asked me, then it was actually a two-day project, so I came out on Thursday, and each day I'm like, I'm going to drink the whiskey when I get home from work, you know, like, I'm going to finish this off once it's done. But then they asked me on Thursday to come in again, so I kept having to hold off, like, properly drinking my whiskey <laughs> until, like, the Friday. But then on Friday, good news, I ended up getting the place, so that's good Good times on that, although it came at a time where I was, I've kept myself very busy. Because um, this is very relevant to the community. I've been hosting two crossover shows uh, that I think I've been talking about for a while now. Um, Thursday, I hosted a crossover with Video Game Pulse. Uh, that got Akito, Millennium X, Kaz, they all made it. There was a, a worry at one point that Kaz wouldn't be able to, but I managed to have all three of them interacting at once, as well as a live chat on YouTube. And that's one of my favorite things about having it hosted on YouTube is like the chat gets posted there and it's permanently there. So if somebody goes to listen to it, they can see what people were saying at the time at it. So I always think that's pretty neat. Um, because it's a crossover, they got to talk about an anime they wanted to really talk about, which is relevant to today. Uh, they reviewed uh, Made in Abyss. Um, there will be links to that, as well as the other crossover I did in the description, if those are interested. Um, Innocuous Blonde also came in yesterday. Fortunately, Rio couldn't make it. Um, to do a crossover with After Dark's... Uh, crew or 50% of them and uh well basically um innocuous blonde wanted to talk about one of her favorite anime ever which is satoshi Kon's perfect blue uh i i watched it for the first time on friday so that i was ready to kind of like talk with her 
about my first impressions of it. And I think it turned out to be a pretty good time um, overall. So if you guys are interested, go ahead and look at the the uh, links below. Uh, hopefully, this will be the first of many. I'm going to try and get, you know, of course, every time I'm planning them, Joseph, you're more than welcome to come in and chime in because, of course, you're the Anime Pulse crew as well for this mm-hmm. live stream. Maybe when, work, maybe when work calms down for you a bit, you know, I'll, I'll let you know well in advance. Um, and, and, you know, who knows? My dream, maybe the next big dream would be if we can somehow manage to get Manga Pulse on it. <laughs> Your biggest that hurdle be, there is gonna be, uh, it's gonna be old, yeah. old tall. That would be insane, but it would be so cool if I managed to get the Manga Pulse crew on there. You know, start small, work your way up. Eventually, we may be able to do some really crazy crossovers. We might have Welltall, we might have you, and then like Millennium X or something. Just some really weird combinations. It'll be really cool. I think it'll be nice. So, <laughs> good luck. Thanks, Mal. I'll try my best. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of uh, stuff to keep up with this week uh, in terms of my life. So basically, job's doing well. Crossovers went pretty good as well. Um, I'm definitely... The Video Game Pulse crew seemed really to like it. They seem to really like it and are interested in doing it again sometime, so I'm really happy about that. So yeah, good good vibes overall. Let's, let's go to the community for more good vibes. Although, having said that, we don't have any comments on the site. So I can move straight to the forums. Yes. Yes, there are no new, no new comments um, on that. But there are some new comments in terms of the topics. So the first ones come in for last year's topic, which was worst couples in anime. And we have a Trinity Angel 666 coming in with, uh, I have a hard time keeping up with anime couples, but as a wreck, as I rack, oh, he meant rack my brain, to remember couples I don't like or who make a poor pairing, I came up with these two pairings. Light and Misa from Death Note. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't seen this anime in years, but I recently watched the Netflix live-action movie. I My condolences, my friend. And I just remembered I didn't like this pairing from the anime. Also, both characters were psycho. Well, yeah, yeah, they're both psycho. Eren and Mikasa from Attack on Good Taste. I just started watching the latest season of the anime, and I like the characters Eren and Mikasa, but I don't like them as a couple. Also, I get this feeling that Mikasa is in love with Eren, but he doesn't feel the same way about her. I also just like the one-sided romances. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like they're trying to ship Eren with the blonde-haired girl. I can't remember her name. Uh, Historia is her name. So I'm not really sure who Eren's ending up with, but I still think Mikasa... If, if we're going to go for best girls in that show, Mikasa's a keeper. She's a real keeper. Badass too. Uh, next we have Innocuous Blonde, who says, Oh, shit. I just realised... Here you go. Here's a link. Shit. Sorry, man. We we just got a call. Just got a call. From Innocuous Blonde. Oh. <clears throat> right. Uh, let me just pick up the phone here. <clears throat> Hello, Innocuous? Are you there? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Uh, she's coming through. Now, hold on. Let me put her... <clears throat> let me put her up the mic. Fantastic. <clears throat> <clears throat> Joseph might not like this one, Zero Two and Hero. They're like so in love, like deeply. You guys so in love, heart, heart, heart. (laughs) But for Uh. real though, it's a relationship with a really teenage feel. And it brings all the requisite drama, complete with dragging the friend group into it. Also, Mm. it's pretty unfortunately codependent but i guess 
when you make your analogy of couplings out of mythological one-winged birds that can't fly until they're symmetric match, that's kind of what you get. There are parts of the relationship that are also kind of touching, yes, but so much drama. Admittedly, I can't think of a ton of really loathsome couples, and that's probably because so many titles <laughs> make a lot of content out of will they, won't they, and even when they do, that's the grand finale. And you never get to see their coupledom play out to the good or bad. At least Hero and Zero Two managed to make it a canon status. Is, is, is that all you true. had to say? All right. Thank you for calling oh. in, Innocuous. Uh, well, uh, I'll let you go back now. Yeah. Oh. That was innocuous, everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I can't. Yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, like, I like how if you're into the whole codependent thing. I, that's, that's not something I really thought about, but it was something I was talking about, um, so I think somebody recently about, you know, relationships in general, about when somebody relies too much on the other in a relationship, and I, and I, I kept, I keep using that cool runnings analogy where it's like, yeah, being in a relationship is cool, but if you're nothing without it, you'll never be anything worth it, is the sort of take-home message. And I guess this is just a very idealized version where they were just complete, they were incomplete until they met each other, but, you know. I think I think I brought this up before though with in relation to this anime where it's just you know it would be nice if they kind of were more individual uh, and actually were characters without it but you know it's not the point of the show I guess uh yeah but they did have some sweet moments I will I will admit um and yeah that bring, thank you very much for uh, coming online blonde for that split second Next, we have this week's forum topic of the week, which is about conventions, submitted by listeners Aldera. Uh, and it's basically about, you know, your experience of conventions. Have you ever been to an anime conventions? What do you go there for? Is there anything you'd like to go to? Any ones you want to go to? And if not, is there anything that puts you off going to conventions? Simples. Uh, so I think we have only one entry for this, and it's by Rampant AI, who says, I went to one, Animazement. That's a good pun. Years ago. I plan to take my teenagers to it this year if I can manage the scheduling for us. My ex was a big Star Trek fan, so she got me to go to few to few Trek conventions. It was fun, but burned me out on that scene for a long time. Yeah, I guess there's there's going to be a good range of very dedicated people if you go to them, so I guess it could burn you out from just being suffocated from it. Um, and I think that's it. Refreshing the page. Yes. So, Joseph, experience of conventions? Uh, yes. I've been to a few conventions in my time. Uh, mm-hmm. Most notably, I've been to Otakon a couple times, which before it moved into the D.C. area, it was in uh, Baltimore. <clears throat> and that's where I used to go. I went to Otakon 2007 with my cousin and her boyfriend, and then mm-hmm. I went to Otakon 2009 by myself, which was quite the experience. Um, I've also been to Citicon, which was actually right around here in New York State, where I actually met the host and co-host of the now-defunct... Um, what was it called? It was called the Happy House of Hentai. 
which was kind of another Anime Pulse-esque show that dealt exclusively with hentai. So it was uh, like After Dark. Yeah, um, it was like an Axe After Dark focused Anime Pulse. It was extremely, extremely entertaining. And uh, get this, during my Uh uh, younger years, when I worked at the St. Vincent Mm -hmm. de Paul Church as an assistant caretaker, oftentimes Uh when... Mass was going on, and I was working at the church. <clears throat> I'd go into the office and sit down, which okay. the office was just kind of this, like, single room area that the caretaker would sit in. And I'd uh-huh. break out my laptop, I'd start munching away oh. at some kind of snack, and I'd be listening to the Happy House of Hentai while in church. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is something really funny about listening to something that, that is awkward, Compared to the environment you're in, um, so I get that. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd it be must talking be a surreal about feeling. some real, mm-hmm. really ew, kind of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, you can hear in the other room people going "Hallelujah." <laughs> that yeah, that sounds like a real surreal contrast, but um, yeah, <laughs> definitely worth it. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Probably mm-hmm, my favorite time, job ever. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like this, the sermon's being given, and they're like talking about going to hell for lusting, and <laughs> you've got this on your uh, on your headphones. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. but yeah, I've I've done those. I loved conventions; they're great. The first one kind of got me over it because Otakon uh-huh. is one of the biggest conventions on the East Coast. Uh-huh. With hundreds of thousands of attendees, and if you're not prepared for that, you are going to get swept up in that crowd. Let me tell you, boy, it is a sea of people, and you will lose yourself in it. But uh, after being, like, you know, basically jumping into the deep end, I'm prepared for almost any convention. The only one I'm too scared to ever think about ever attending is is, uh, Kamaket. In Japan. Oh, oh that's that's the Just, Japan one, yes. I can't I can't I can't even think I wanna do that. That just sounds frightening. Like Otaku becoming almost like like killers and just like stab <laughs> yeah. you if you're like that's the last copy of the artist I so much in you know, I so much love. I will fight you to the death for it. Mortal Kombat Dun 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 Yeah or just like camping out like three nights in a row just so that you're at the front of the line to get into the convention that when it opens the doors, like, you know, the security personnel have to dodge these running otaku that are like gazelle. It's just, yeah. it's no, no, thank you. I'll stick to America for my conventions. Mm-hmm. It sounds like basically the black Friday of anime events. Oh yeah. The I guess the black Friday over yeah. here with our, Retarded yeah. ass fucking Americans. I've seen those videos. Like, they are those I'm are gonna fight well, you actually, for people, this TV. People literally die. That's insane. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have died in Walmarts fighting over shit because someone gets knocked <laughs> just, to the ground and then it's just a stampede of people walking on top of them. Mm-hmm. My god. Convicted for Black Friday of murder or manslaughter. Jesus. Yeah. That's why I uh, typically stay in. On Black Friday, or I'm working on Black Friday. I kind of agree, Mal. Darwinism, <laughs> kind yeah. of, in a way. If you choose to go to these, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Survival yeah. of the fittest. Yeah. Uh, I've only been to... I went to one convention that was in a university. It was a very small-scale one called Decon. Um, wasn't very large-scale. was my first one I ever went to. Um, not much to say there, actually, because it was just a small event. It was just kind of nice. But the, the two main ones I've been to... Uh, well, it's the same event, but just in two years. I went to Comic-Con in London twice. And uh, both times, I've uh, cosplayed, which was nice. Um, I don't really go there particularly to buy anything. I just kind of go there for the atmosphere, to browse the wares, and obviously, and also try some game demos out because there's a lot of like PS4 games and like um, Switch games and such. I got to go into like this big Mario Odyssey bus before Mario Odyssey was out, and I got to play Mario Odyssey, of course, <laughs> self-explanatory. And yeah, and uh, went to some cosplay shows there and such. When you know, I actually got to see some some sort of some celebrities. I guess there was like Johnny on Bosch. For those guys who know who he is, yeah, he was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, he's a good prominent voice actor. So I got to meet, go well, meet, but I got to see a few of them um, while I was there. But yeah, in general, I just kind of like it for the atmosphere. And my 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 cousin, like I've uh, t- on two occasions, I took my um my younger cousin, who's like you know she's I think she's like <laughs> I can't remember her age right now. I'm not keeping track of it. She was like nine or something, and um you know she kind of likes it because it's like you know Halloween, you get to dress up, you know, from her perspective. And see, you know, see everyone dressed up too. So it's 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 kind of nice for that. Seeing the kids enjoy it. Of course, you got to keep her away from certain sections, as you as you'd probably understand. But yeah, that's pretty much my experience of conventions. Not as uh, comprehensive as yours, actually. You've got quite a bit more experience under your belt. So yeah. All right. Yep. Well, if that does it for community, I believe we can move into our industry news. Indeed. Alrighty so, here. You start off? Yeah, I'll give us uh, one here. One, a good one to get us started. I got a top ten for us. I know how we oh, love yeah. our top nice. tens. So, I do. Uh, and this is a good one. So, Anime okay. Japan recently uh, you know, dropped a bunch of announcements over the weekend, including a bunch of new anime adaptations. But however, before the event got started, the staff actually organized a poll to find out what property fans would like to see adapted into anime. Uh-huh. The official website first took nominations and then opened up the nominations to a voting with results announced at Anime Japan. The voting went from February the 1st to the 11th. Now you may think, hey, that was a while ago. What took so long? Well, that's because over 190,000 fans cast their vote. That's a lot of people. And... Among them, the top 10 manga were the most favored for potential anime adaptations. However, some of them are actually being announced in the works. Starting at number 10, we have uh, Nishikida Kaibu wa Doroboga Osuki, mm-hmm. which uh, apparently is about some thief named Kaito Jack. Yeah, it's like a. Com- oh, Kaito Jack, I believe. This is the same guy. He's he exists in the Detective Conan universe, I believe. This oh, same interesting. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. like Mouse from I'm reading. The oh no, tag. wait, no, that's Kaito Kid. Never mind, oh. completely wrong. Yeah, it no. seems like it's a bit more of like a kid-friendly version of Mouse, which Mouse was a very old 
show about a thief named Mouse who would go around stealing outrageous and worldly treasures. Ah. Except he had a harem of girls that he would fuck on a regular basis. In this one, it just seems like a teenage <laughs> boy stealing stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number nine, we have uh, Kusuria no Hirigoto, which yeah. is about a pharmacist named Mao Mao who is from the Pleasure District, finds herself working as a servant in the Palace of the Emperor. She wants to basically fulfill her role uh, without ever receiving a visit from the Emperor himself. However, she becomes uh, involved in a rescue mission to save the children or the child's the emperor's children uh from a, a disease that's causing them to get sicker okay mm-hmm. uh we have number eight uh satsukare which is mm. uh about a man who is abusive raises his hands to women one day he's on a date with one and uh, shows violence towards his girlfriend, but, uh, which is expected, but unexpectedly, his life is turned around in an instant. His girlfriend dies. While fleeing the scene, he encounters a group of serial murderers. He finds himself repelled by their values, but is nonetheless pulled into their world. Uh, mm-hmm. boy. The manga features an array of criminal types, including men who commit domestic violence, a murder rapist, a cannibal, and a necrophiliac. Who do you want to be killed? All of them. <laughs> Wow. Uh, then at number seven is Detective Conan Zero Tea Time, which apparently is a spin-off manga that's centered around the daily life of three-faced operative known as Ray Furuta to the National Police Agency. Yeah. Okay. If I recall, this guy is actually, this guy has like intelligence on the similar sort of level as Conan himself, so he's really ah, smart, this guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then number six is Uramachi Onisan. 31-year-old Uramachi has two sides of his personality. He appears as a young man in charge of physical exercises on the educational program Mamanto Together. Although he has a fresh and upbeat demeanor on the show, he is actually a bit emotionally unstable. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like Blue's Clues, but you know, when he goes home at night, what does he become? <laughs> right, okay. Breaks out the six-pack and cracks one open. Yeah. Playing on the contrast. Yeah. Uh, number five, Toilet-Bound Hanako-kun. Hmm. Which, I'm sure we all know about the tale of Hanako-san, which is that chick that hangs out in the girl's bathroom in the toilet. But this one's about Hanako-kun, which is a boy who apparently mm-hmm. hangs out in the girl's bathroom. And a girl... At the school, decides to entrust her wish to Hanako-kun, who apparently will grant any wish to the, his visitor. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four is Shobu Shobu Man, which is about the fallen <laughs> soybean and superhero Shobu Shobu Man, who works hard ah. as a crime fighter while living his, with his roommate Minaro-kun. That's definitely slice of life. I... I I get I'm, the feeling. I'm surprised that's number four. <laughs> as in, like, fourth most wanted. Like, really? Uh, it must be so, like, heartwarming or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number three, we have Gunjo Ni Siren, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. When Shuji was young, his cousin Sora knowingly crushed his dreams to become a pitcher. Oh, okay, so sports manga. Uh, and then in high school, he's already given up on baseball. His cousin comes back. Shuji becomes determined to get back into baseball in order to defeat Sora. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to need a Keyblade to do that. Partly. <laughs> All <laughs> right, that's what she did there. Yeah. Uh, number two is uh, Tasu Ketsu. One night, the game started. I love intros like that. An extreme survival game where many lost and many more went missing. A boy and a girl decide to join their strength together and face a huge entity that twists their fates. Ah, so it's a That's battle royale. It very. It sounds the descriptions doesn't tell much, and it sounds very generic just from the blurb. But it, I bet yeah. there's good stuff in there. Just the blurb doesn't do it justice. I mean, it's at number two, so it's got to yeah. be something. Yeah, it's got to be good, but it's just you know. And then at number one, this is one I've actually read, and uh, oh, really? as far as I know, it's the manga's kind of been on hiatus for a bit. Um, Im, oh. Great Priest Imhotep. From the hmm. sands of ancient Egypt to the streets of modern Japan, the newly resurrected Great Priest Imhotep traverses time and space on the hunt for Megi, or Magi, Megai, devious beings with an appetite for destruction who impersonate the gods. When schoolgirl Hinome crosses paths with this illustrious <laughs> ancient, her loner lifestyle is about to change. I love how schoolgirl just like school person just had to be injected at the end there. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like um mummy her like father's like feral... a crazy archaeologist dude, sends a mummy right. to his home. Uh because you know, yeah. as you do, just archaeologists are just like, Oh, I found a mummy, I'm gonna take it back to my house. Yeah. Uh mummy that, turns out I... to be a priest, Emotep, who resurrects and then goes around mm. killing Magi. Magi. And he's like, and he's like a sexy Egyptian pharaoh guy. So like, it, I'm getting Yu-Gi-Oh vibes from this. But ah, but he's actually younger. Like he looks oh, younger he? than her. Like he's shorter. <laughs> um, oh, is he? And yeah, he wears like this Anubis headpiece all the way yeah, So he kind of looks like here, he has he like yeah. dog ears mm. or cat ears on him all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, but oh, yeah, of course he's still exotic because he has like the tan skin and the, tan skin, the piercing the... blue eyes and stuff and the yep. you know, so everyone likes him. And although he's, got abs. he's very strange, and he's got so, abs. Yes, he is built. Let's see this from this manga picture here. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, it's either either the manga went on hiatus or it ended because I think if I remember correctly, the last time I read it. He defeated mm. the big bad boss, and then they kind of were trying to do the was you know the big bad boss was another character in a grander scheme, and it was like, eh. yeah, I mean, you already defeated him, mm-hmm. so I I think oh. it kind of like dropped off, but I definitely wouldn't mind it. I I do agree with that. I wouldn't put it as like a number one anime adaptation, but yeah, yeah okay, it'd be good. You you check it out if it was, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Fair enough. Cool. Yes. Well, decent looking less. A lot of things I've no I don't recognize there, so yeah. Anyway, moving on I guess to the next news article. Um this one a bit more controversial. We have Sarah Wiedenshaft or Wiedenshaft? Wiedenhef, sorry, Wiedenhef. Why did I say Shaft? <laughs> Wieden Sarah Wiedenhef, a voice actress for the dub of Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Um claims Brad her brother is innocent as family asks for help with GoFundMe. What's he innocent of? Well, basically the guy, uh, a brother, 
has been charged on four counts of CP or child pornography on his hard drive. But she claims he's innocent. So he believes it's possible the videos were there because due to either peer-to-peer sharing on a website uh, program, such as, you know, LimeWire, uTorrent, all that sort of stuff from pirating just bits of pieces of software. There was also, she also made claims earlier on as well that the reason that it was on there was because he had bought parts to build this computer himself and it just happened to already be on the hard drive. Um, Typically when you buy parts for when you're building a computer, you don't buy used parts. Well, not just that, but you know, typically even if you bought a hard drive, you would format it, no? To make sure that it's all clear. But, eh, you know, she's moved on to saying that it's due to him torrenting and pirating movies and music as well. Where it just happened to be in there as well. Uh, you know, just just some child porn. I was downloading yeah, just, you know. Loose Clues, you know, season two, <laughs> and oh, it just show, snuck in there Clues. somehow. Yeah. Um, so they didn't go into detail about the sharing he'd done on P2P, P2P either. Uh, the Dragon Maid voice actress said that she watched Brad initially build a computer in Christmas of 2018. And the videos was allegedly sold online and uh, was used, but not new. Uh, I think the hard drive seller was someone online, but I honestly don't know, she says. Um, and, you know, when asked, a Twitter follower asked why her brother did not wipe the hard drive, she said, unfortunately, even if you delete something, it'll remain on the hard drive. The police will have already seen it on your computer, Sarah responded. He also will not talk to the police for obvious reasons. So they did a GoFundMe to try to um, raise money for his defense to get a lawyer. Um, unfortunately, that GoFundMe got taken down. Because it goes against their policies. So instead, yep. the family has set up a PayPal uh, fundraiser. Didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was against it. Um, so you know, her tweet officially says, This is incredibly hard for me to come out and tell the world, but I will stand with my brother, my dumbass brother. I hope this will be a good lesson that to anyone, uh, but not just him, but to anyone, anyone who thinks pirating is a good idea, this is the kind of BS that can happen. Uh, besides that, Viden Heft has played a variety of supporting roles in My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Super, um, Pop Team Epic, Zombieland Saga, you name it, and she will probably replies her role for the English dub when Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 2 comes out, which was recently confirmed to be in production. Now, the reason I bring this up in particular, because I can't go a week without bringing up the big controversy that's currently going on, taking the Western anime uh, community by storm, the whole Kick Vic thing, yeah? Of course. Um, yes, of course I can. I, 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 it all has to link. It all comes together. So, Sarah Wiedenhef was was quite a heavy proponent of the whole, like, you know, listen, believe, listen and believe sort of mentality of just, you know, take the word for of people who are accusing Vic of doing the terrible things they're doing. But she's, people are pointing out the hypocrisy that, well, basically, in this, in this situation, her brother needs to get the due process. I believe with my brother and stuff, you know, he deserves to go to court. And just to clarify, I agree. I agree that in the same way that Vic deserved it, we can't presume the brother to be guilty. Although, having said that, there is literally more physical evidence in this case than there ever was for Vic. Um, I just believe that, that that deserves to be brought up. But at the same time, yeah, it's true. I do believe that you can't make a full 100% judgment until it's actually taken to the official courts and properly investigated. But it's just, you know, people were bringing up why, why, the, why the disparity between the consistency of like, oh yeah, Deserve true. Do you deserve proper justice and due process when it's convenient to 
you know, something that's personal to you. I don't hold it against her for sticking up for her brother. That's, you know, that's natural to do that for family members. I just wish she was being more consistent because when people did bring this up with her, she put out a tweet saying, For those of you bringing up Vic, my brother has never touched or harmed anyone. This implies that Vic has. <laughs> These are two very different cases and it's quite irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. It's, they're trying a parallel between your behavior, not the actual cases themselves, or whether yep. they're guilty or not. And I would appreciate it if you would be more respectful and compassionate, as this is already a hard time for me and my family. Thank you. So, boo-hoo. Yeah. So, you know, even the tweets Your below are like, innocent of his hand doesn't. in the cookie jar, girly. Yeah. It's just like, there's more evidence in that one, but also just, you know, I wish you could just be consistent, or even just, like, take back. This all goes away if you just take back what you said, because, you know, he's saying that by saying that my brother has never done or harmed anyone in that same statement, you're implying that Vic has when, again, you haven't managed to prove that one at all. Ah, uh, man. But anyway, yes, I, I couldn't help but bring this up because honestly, one thing, the, the one thing I, I typically hate most of all, and just in general for people, is hypocrisy. And this is another case of just heavy hypocrisy. Uh, it's, like I said, brother deserves due process as well, don't get me wrong, but I'm more critiquing her behaviour. Capiche? So... Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's your weekly do- dose of current Western anime drama. <laughs> I can't go a week without bringing this up. I was going to actually take a break from it, but, you know, it's a gift that keeps on giving, honestly, in terms of news. Yeah, I mean, how much stuff would you have to be downloading from, like, torrenting shit to not notice, like, hey, what's this weird video? Then, like, not check it out. Like, if I was, you know, if I downloaded, like, you know... Uh, another season of, um, mm. like, uh, let's say something like, like I have like a season here of Triage X that I still haven't watched. Like I've downloaded this thing years ago, right? The uncensored yep. blue Blu-ray version because that's the only way I'm gonna watch it. Yep. Guess what I did after I finished downloading it? I looked at the fucking file. I opened it up. I checked the shit out, and I was like, yeah, it's all Triage X, you know. I checked out yeah. all the shit because I was like, you know, I'm thorough mm. with my stuff. So if you're going to be I downloading think... things and not double check what you're downloading, mm. well, you know, mm. that's on you. But I think that's, I think her statement, she's trying to cover that, cover that base because she's trying to say that maybe he did try to delete it, but traces of it were found anyway. The police found that. I think that's what she's trying to imply by that, by saying even if you delete it, there's, you know, the police already know. Yeah. I think that's what she's. I think that's what she's trying to say is that even if it was included, even if he deleted it, it's still there. I think that's what she's saying. I mean, they didn't even go into how he was charged. Like, how did the police find out? I'm that's, more than yeah. That's like a this is this is me. a case like your brother doesn't just like have you don't have you don't just have child porn on your computer and it's like the FBI is like, I think I think it's coming from over there. I smell child porn from over there. Get him, Bob. Yeah. And then you chase him down. No, it doesn't work that way. It's like your brother was probably on some, you know, hey girl, how old are you kind of site. And it's like, oh, really I'm dodgy only 10. site. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, FBI opened up. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Like, that's what happened. Like, too bad. Mm-hmm. Your brother's going to have to face the charges. See what happens. If he's truly innocent, hey, he's going to come out of it scot free. Good for you. If he's not, well, he's going to face some time. Pretty much thrown in the slammer. That's how it is. Yep. But at least he had his time in court for not. Yep. 
I just yeah. wish they would afford that same sort of, you know, privilege to others to have their yeah. time in court before making judgments. Cough, Vic, cough. <laughs> I know. Just saying. Anyways, you want to move on to something a bit more lighthearted? Wait, is this more lighthearted? Is the... It- I don't know. Technically, maybe Yoko Taro is an odd person. So, if you don't know Yoko Taro, uh, he's that guy that wears the uh, what's that character's mask from the uh, Near games, Near games, Near Automata, yeah. and the first Near game that didn't do so well. Then Near Automata came out, and everyone was like, mm, "Look at that juicy butt!" And so <laughs> they all played the game. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Yoko Taru actually started doing virtual YouTubing. Yeah, because everyone else is doing it. Why not him? He yep. made his first appearance on the V Radio Jam Jam Jump number 10 program on March 12th. However, after doing his first stream with uh, two other virtual YouTube personalities, he uh, told the Japanese website. Then Fami Nico Gamer that he's gonna be quitting his virtual YouTuber gig. Uh, Yokoto decided the hassle involved in making a virtual avatar appearing live on screen as one of his reasons for quitting. Square Enix <laughs> producer Yosuke Saito, who is also a producer for Gem Jam Company, uh, apparently told Yokotaru, which got him involved in it, that it was possible to do virtual YouTubing with a smartphone. At that time, Yokotaru responded, "That sounds neat." But yeah. told Demi uh, Fami Nico Gamer before I knew it, I was sucked into the system. <clears throat> Yokotaro described his appearance at his debut and graduation live show rolled into one. He said his only talent is singing, but he heard his throat during the stream and decided then and there he had to quit. <laughs> I see. Yeah, the uh. other two virtual YouTube idols uh, being. Uh, Yukino Akiba and uh, Mikoto Nagatini or Nagatani, both girls, saying that they would love to perform with Yokotaro again, but he said he's retired now and they'll have to go find someone else. According to him, all they need to do is find a guy with a filthy mouth, and no one would be able to tell the difference. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that shouldn't be hard to find then, I guess. Yeah. And then that was uh, the. Piece. Interviewer actually suggested that Square Enix should make a game with Jim Jam's company and and the idols, uh, and uh, Yokotaru should appear in it. And Yokotaru responded by saying that would be on Square Enix end of things. It'd make a fine idea to make a romance game out of a Jim company, but at the moment, Yokotaru appearing in it, well, the right person who thought that was a good idea should be fired, in my opinion. <laughs> oh dear. Pretty harsh. Yep. So, uh, Yoko Taru, if you were excited about him becoming your new virtual YouTube idol, well, think again. He's no Kizuna Eye. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, it's now doing uh, it's mm-hmm. now doing cup ramen commercials. What Kizuna Eye? Yep. Oh wow. Okay, she's going places. Yeah, she's going places like the ramen shop. <laughs> oh yes, like on the wheels. And oh, keys in the eye. I yes. forget is keys in the eye actually done by a girl or a guy? I don't think that got revealed. I mean, there were other ones that got exposed, 
Yeah, and then and people were like, I don't care, I'm I'm jerking off to the idol, not to the guy <laughs> dancing in the I idol. Found out that this, I found out that this 18-year-old this, uh, female idol was actually a 40-year-something-year-old man. But well, that I didn't care. stop me. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't actually know. I don't think she's been out- outed yet, so I don't know. Interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah. It could be like, a, a, probably at this point, it could be like a huge role of people, almost like the Blue Man Group or Daft Punk. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Right? I would, you don't that know for sure if it's yeah. the same person doing the the mocap yeah. for Keys in the Eye, because who knows who's the person mm. behind her. And she generates so much content that it would make sense if you could get, you know, people to just double up on it because, you know, yeah. just adverts, does streams, does all that. So mm-hmm. that would make sense business-wise, you know. Yep. Not unbelievable. And so, I guess that takes yeah. us down to the last piece of news. Indeed. Right. So, you guys, like, Isekai, nobody's getting sick of Isekai yet. Well. I love it. Yes. Well, Japan... Has uh found you know has caught on to its growing popularity and who couldn't, and has decided to implement it on stuff not just in terms of entertainment, but for edutainment I suppose with the release of a isekai story which is also a English learning textbook from Japan's public broadcaster the NHK. So it revolves around a schoolgirl um called I can't find her name quickly with my skimming abilities. Um, who's in a trio with some other swordsman and a warrior princess. She ends up in another world, as those things tend to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story teaser description reads... Oh, here's the name. Runa Wakatsuki is a second-year-old junior high school student in Japan, though, though through strange circumstances travels back and forth between a mysterious world and reality. What? I'm in... I'm the girl of legend... I don't think I want that soundbite out there. I'm going to save the people of the kingdom from a dragon. No way! Let's go on a thrilling adventure together with Runa. So, um, since otaku-oriented reading material usually means, like, the really long names, I was kind of expecting them to make a really good long parody name for this, but unfortunately it's just called English Fundamentals 2. Kind of boring. It should have been something like in another world, learning a language that is relevant in my real world with a smartphone or something like that, but it's not. And so by English, they don't mean England, they mean the actual language itself. Uh, so it's uh, it's part of an education scheme, and um, it's April's theme is going to be the isekai theme, which implies to me that it's not going to stay there entirely with this series. But um, it's just interesting to see isekai has now managed to make its way not just in entertainment, but to like education as well. Um, you know, people may have different um, opinions based on how used the isekai tale is in order to push, you know, like, you know, it it says that it's, some people may take issue with how it's basically otaku baiting people into learning English, but I think if it's, if it's fun and it it teaches you a thing, it's, you know, that's like a, that's like a win-win scenario to learn a thing while doing a thing. The textbook is currently priced at 486 yen, or four dollars and 40 cents in the u.s that's not that expensive honestly sounds kind of worth it to me it's cheaper than most language learning books and it's unclear how long runa's adventure will be it looks like there will at least be a follow-up quest in the coming months and during which time we expect a whole new supply of english english teaching anime style character fan art to come pouring in there was a period where there was like this other teacher character 
and she got all these memes. She had brown hair, and she was like teaching English to Japanese. I and, remember like, the blonde-haired saw... one that came out. Oh, where... yeah, it's a blonde-haired um... one too. I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, like where name, the, but... the artist even came out and was like, please don't make any, like, weird porn of her. And <laughs> everyone was like, what did you say? Make more? <laughs> did you tell me will. not to? Oh, man. Maybe that was the, then, that was on purpose. Yeah, it was, it was probably just yeah. the guy like, please don't do it. And meanwhile, you can hear like, what the, what's that? What's that slapping sound in the background? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, you underestimate the lengths in which the Internet will go on to lose all sorts of things that weren't made to be looted. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah, that'll probably happen, to be honest, even with this isekai, even though it's perfectly innocent. So, yep, there you go. You can now learn English in another world for usages in our world. (laughs) The results may vary. Anyways, that's about it. I wanted to end it on a more lighthearted piece of news compared to my first piece. That's about it. Very neato. Yes. All right. Well, I believe that to uh, bring us to our reviews. Indeed. And I will get us started here, <clears throat> as I tend to do, mm-hmm. with my review of Ueno-san wa Bukio. It is... A well-known fact, I have a thing against male protagonists in anime and manga that are denser than bedrock when it comes to romance or romantic feelings. And it Mm. kills me a little inside every time I start enjoying a rom-com anime only to find out the main protagonist is an idiot. Perhaps Mm. it is because I'm too aware of the feelings people have, and because of my oversensitivity I find it mind-boggling that someone can be so thick. So it might come as a surprise to you that I actually enjoyed my time watching Oeno-san Wabukio, an anime Hmm. featuring a main male lead that just doesn't seem to be catching on to the fact a girl he sees every day has deep feelings of love for him. So what made me enjoy this anime so much I was able to overlook this plot hole? A lot, actually. Premise is simple. In fact, it's so simple the whole anime actually only takes place inside a science club room within a high school. The story centers around three characters, the only members of this club. A man by the name of Tanaka, a club leader by the name of Ueno, and a quiet bookworm by the name of Yamashita. Ueno is very much in love with Tanaka, and she has the support of Yamashita in trying to get his heart. However, all her attempts end in some sort of failure, either due to the fact that Tanaka doesn't notice because he's a blockhead, or because Ueno chickens out at the last second. It's frustrating to watch, but the anime makes it entertaining in the delivery. Mm. Every episode features two scenarios, usually revolving around a new invention that Ueno has come up with. Sometimes these inventions are world crisis ending kind of things, like a box that turns any kind of dirty water into clean drinking water or might even be a way to create censorship to prevent upskirt shots or exposing yourself in public. However, things never quite go the way Oeno wants, and either Tanaka ruins her plans at using the new invention to confess, or she herself loses a bit of her common sense in the heat of the moment. 
Sometimes the failures are knee-slapping funny. Sometimes they're a bit cringeworthy, and sometimes they are successful, but fail at doing anything noteworthy to Tanaka. And it's because of these failures that Tanaka, being dense, can be overlooked, since Ueno could be probably be a bit more direct with her confessions. She's very roundabout with it. The best moments are when the inventions do actually do what Owena wanted, but she's not mentally prepared for Tanaka to go as far as he does. Like when she invents a pair of spats that can charge a phone with the friction. And Tanaka Hmm. goes to town on her legs, rubbing them like he's going for the money. Or when Owena wanted to sit on Tanaka's face. But instead, she ends up hurting her butt enough that Tanaka carries her like a princess, scolding her for hurting herself so much. Oh. Meanwhile, watching all this is Yamashita, who will break her silent stance when she sees Ueno failing at cashing in on collecting on Tanaka, or getting mad at Tanaka for ruining things by saying things or doing things that make Ueno faint from embarrassment. This is usually her role to play in things, mostly a bystander who watches things play out, but sometimes she'll push Ueno to go just a little further with the potential at hitting pay dirt with Tanaka. Outside of these three, we do have guest appearances by other club members or schoolmates, usually involving them being wrapped up in one of Ueno's inventions. Like a swim club member who likes to tease boys, a robot version of Ueno, who is far more open with Ueno's feelings. A gymnastic club member who sweats a bit too much. Uh, Tanaka's older sister and younger sister, who are reverse the appearance with her age, so his older sister looks like a younger sister and the little sister looks like the older sister. You get what I'm saying. Ah, the old, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a tennis club member who thinks all men are perverts. However, these characters only make brief appearances and are not the focus of the main story, which doesn't really revolve in a satisfying way. Mm. It might be because this anime only covered some of the scenarios from the manga, which is still an ongoing series, so I guess Ah. they couldn't exactly have Ueno's love for Tanaka go anywhere solid. Still, that's a disappointment to me. Mm. And while not a fresh-faced studio... Less spirit, the ones who lended their talents here to make this a smooth experience as they could, they did a damn fine work as far as I'm concerned. So it surprised me that this is a studio that has only other done things, the only other things they've done being uh, Tanuki to Kitsune and Cinderella Girls uh, Gekijo, both of which are shorter anime types with chibi or very simplistic animation styles. These guys don't even have a wiki page. Wow. Uh, Voice acting, likely one of the reasons the anime goes down so well is the acting. The actors really felt like they were playing these characters to a T. Tanaka is a straight man who sometimes indulges Ueno. Ueno is a nerd but is easily flustered. And Yamashita is a deadpan girl you really don't want to make angry. But the thing is, Tanaka is played by a girl. (laughs) And while making this review, I only just found out about it. So yeah, there I go again getting triggered. (laughs) 
And uh, for as dense as he was, and even though he was voiced by a girl, I do have to give my favorite character award to Tanaka. Oh. Because in various moments, he shows true care for Ueno. He protects her and will often help her with her tests. I bet mm. you that if Ueno was a bit more forthcoming with her confession, she might be able to even get through to Tanaka, given the fact that all her usual attempts included some gimmick that's never worked as intended. Mm. So I'm going to give Ueno-san Wabukio a download now. Wow. Yes. Really high up. Nice. It's it's on the lower end of the download now, but it's still a download now. Huh. Cool. It provides you a good deal of laughs. The humor is definitely there. Like I said, there's knee-slapping moments of humor to this. Um, Oeno is very cute. Tanaka is a great pair for her. And, well, Yamashita is kind of just there. But, uh, huh. yeah, I mean... <laughs> Some of my favorite moments of this anime are those knee-slapping funny moments, like that uh, swim club member who likes to tease boys. She was involved with the censorship thing, where like these black boxes appear over her private parts, and uh-huh. so she like strips in the middle of the club room, much to Ueno's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, what? Nobody can see. But uh, Ta- you know, Tanaka gets up close to her, and she's like, oh, "Are you like, are you getting hard or stuff?" And like, he's like looking at her, and like, he just slowly reaches out. He puts his finger through the black boxes and pokes her in the boob. <laughs> and of oh. course, she freaks the fuck out. Like, you know, breaks her her whole like, "Oh, you like it?" And she's like, "What are you doing? You're pervert!" And he's like, "Oh, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to." But one of those black boxes are floating around you. What are they made out of? And he tries to go poke at him again, <laughs> and it's just it's just super good shit. Where it's just, uh, and Tanaka is such a playboy at the best of moments. Like when. The tennis club member girl comes in and she's yelling at Tanaka like, oh, you're a pervert too. I'm not wearing panties. Look, I'm wearing these things that you wear when you do tennis. And he's like, you know, he's like, here, let me break this down for you. I don't think it's the boys are looking at your panties. I think it's because you're pretty. You know, and like it just stops her dead in the tracks. All the other girls are like, ah. And Uh she's just like. You know, she kind of like rubs her arm a little bit and likes look at looks at him, but then like she runs off all embarrassed and it's like yeah. And all the other girls are like, "This is what I hate about you, Tanaka. This is what I hate about you. You do shit like that." <laughs> and well he's like, played, "What did though. I do? Something bad? Did I make you mad?" Mm. <laughs> it's like you mad, bro. Ah, oh. mm. oh, it's so good. It's interesting that in the same season, like, two anime that's kind of like this came out at once, where it's like, you know, it kind of reminds me, with this premise here, kind of reminds me of that Love is War anime. Which is the other anime I'll actually be reviewing next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of reminds me in terms of premise, because, you know, it's a relationship that may or may not take off, and, you know, one's willing, you know, it feels similar, but one's a short and one's not. One's more more chibi in art style, too. Yeah, except in this one, except in with the... Kaguya-sama, it's yeah. not that they don't 
It's not that they aren't willing to confess. It's because they're embarrassed. And the narrator yeah. points this out. It's not because they're embarrassed. Remember, it's not because they're embarrassed. It's because whoever confesses first is the loser. And they're very much a fighting couple. Right. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's not because they're embarrassed. <laughs> of course not. Of course, of course, are, Mr. Narrator. Even though, even though there's evidence to the contrary in the actual episodes themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Fair enough. Okay. So yeah. Neat. Neato. Download now. So. Um, now, what what lighthearted, you know, jaunt through oh, the forest of, of happiness have, are you going to be reviewing with us? Oh, I have the lightest of lightheartedness animes to, let me tell you. Let me just take a swig. Mm, something uplifting, something mm. happy. I, yeah. I can't wait. Go on. Yes. Tell me more about this happy so, anime. Now that I'm done with anime containing cyborgs and all that seinen and shit, it's time for something completely different. Hmm. Made in the Abyss features a robot boy and his partner girlfriend going on an adventure that is so happy-go-lucky that it might as well be a school field trip. And you know... You're done with the robot girls, you're moving on to robot boys. I had a, I had a robot old man, at least, last, last hmm. week, and then I was a robot high schooler. So it's getting younger now, it's a robot 12-year-old boy. I guess. Ah. I think they're 12. And you know, one of the great things about anime as a medium is that it has such a range of genre and art style combinations that it can fit pretty much any mood. You may be out for something gritty like the upcoming Attack on Titan season, but sometimes it's nice to have something with a bit more levity, like this show. That's a bit like Eurocamp, except it's about essentially being on the scouts instead of just camping. Rule is a young girl who grew up it's still growing at the Belchero Orphanage in a town called Orf, situated on some island on the Bealuska Sea. What makes this island special is it's like a giant donut, except the hole named the Abyss in the middle goes down t- at least 20 kilometers below the surface and it's full of all sorts of goodies from past civilizations. As such, Roll herself is an aspiring cave raider, just like her mommy, who achieved the highest rank a raider can get, which is being a white whistle. Woo! It's also Mother's Day here in the UK at the moment, so it's com- that was completely on purpose that I lined this up. Makes a sense. white whistle? Now, I think I was a white, a whistle. white whistle on Newgrounds. Oh, were you? Is, is that actually a ranking system on Newgrounds? Is whistles? Yeah, they have, they have a, a oh. whistle ranking system where it's like if you call things out for being breaking the rules on the website, you can get ranks. So it's like a moderator rank then. Yep, kind way. of. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, basically the author of uh, Made in the Best was a huge Newgrounds Flash animator fan and he thought he'd make an entire anime that was an allegory for being a Newgrounds moderator, of course. And one day, while frolicking with the wildlife like she's Snow White with the blonde hair, she runs into a friendly robot chap who she names Rock as he seems to have no memories besides the odd flashes that he may be from the abyss itself and may also know Roll's mother. Roll and her friends manage to conceal that Rock is a robot uh, and enroll him into an orphanage where classes are taught by a looming figure named Snape. And there's a de- definitely not a questionable scene that comes the fuck out of nowhere. So why am I even mentioning that? Things would be remained that would have remained that way. Also, if if balloon hadn't uh, come up to the surface carrying Rose Mum's white whistle, uh, uh, and also a letter that's addressed to her that said, 
You should totally come down to the bottom of this giant hole where there's a lot of cool shit and there'll be cake. Not one to turn down cake. Roll embarks on a super fun happy trip with her new best friend, Rock, down the abyss. And that is just so much fun to be in the past. Uh, That's just so fun to be in past a certain point that it becomes impo- almost impossible to ascend back to the surface because it's just so much fun. Along the way, we get to meet all sorts of pleasant wildlife an accommodating ecosystem, and nothing but friendly raiders, as well as a preview of a particularly nice chap down on the fifth floor waiting for them. So yeah, join forces with our heroes on this grand day out, not unlike the Waltz and Gromit animation of the same name. Straight off the bat, I want to declare that I, w- I rather enjoyed this anime. The setting is large and particularly immersive, owed in no small part by the absolute top-notch production values. Studio Kinema Citrus behind such amazing anime such as Scorching Ping Pong Girls and Is the Order a Rabbit should be very pleased with themselves. I never would have guessed they had it in them from those. Anything to do with the presentation here I can get behind and that includes the sound with the many happy moments punctuated by a good score while allowing opportunities for the VAs to express such contagious and genuine joy. My main gripe is that the starting off it comes across a bit too basic, with a premise as simple as a Mario game or a free MMO from the 2000s. And the characters, although not unlikable, are just kind of simple. Because of this, Made in Abyss does feel like it takes a bit of time to really get you hooked on more than just its setting, with its actually good character development moments saved for the latter half. In that way, it performs kind of like my typical rounds of golf, which is fine, though I wouldn't argue that it couldn't be improved. Still, the latter half is meaty enough in good content that I do think it's worth the wait, and it's not as if the preceding episodes are bad at all. The other thing that isn't much of an issue for me, though, and it could be for others, is the rather cutesy art style for the characters. They definitely contrast with some of the... uh, particularly uplifting tone that is prevalent in the latter (laughs) half. But it wasn't so much an issue for me as the contrast didn't come across as too edgy because they went all they went all in uh, in their sort of commitment between the light-hearted moments and the really light-hearted moments. Anyways, I do think that I've covered the main points of the show without spoiling the fun for those enticed to jump into this anime. And so I award Made in Abyss a download now. Pick it up for yourselves and show it to your kids to teach them that the Reaper's coming for them. Ah, the the bunny Reaper. The one who gathers up all of the Easter eggs you've you've collected and gives you candy. Mm, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there will be rabbits, and there will be, there'll be chocolate, and you know, nothing but, nothing but fun frolicking in the woods. Really good stuff. Definitely. Definitely mm. watch episode uh, thirteen while you're eating. Mm, and also, mm, also sounds, episode ten. Sounds like it could be very much like a shokugeki moment where I'm just, I'm oh. so hungry. Mm, mm, mm. It's just like that. Just like that. <laughs> mm, mm. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Well okay. I think but yeah. I think our uh our resident Chan has given us some very positive reinforcement for why yeah. Made in the Abyss is a 
uplifting story. Yeah, you know, it's nice. I, I always, I always like, you know, um, rip on moe shows, you know, the ones with the cutesy art styles all the time for having nothing going for them. This one was just so nice and innocent that I couldn't help but give it a good grade, you know? And that's, that made me for something. Also, I think this might be the first time ever where me and you have given shows a double download now in one show. Well, I, think I think it that might calls be for a celebration. Thing. Woo! I finished my drink already. Uh, so did I. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Well then, I guess we should celebrate then by uh, thanking our sponsors. Yes, our glorious contributors. Thank you very much. Uh, we have indeed uh, such names like Algazero, Phantom, yes. Shuji, V, and. Oh, we are missing just one. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, uh, two. There's there's Tag, but there's also allegedly Mal. He wasn't in the email, oh, right. but apparently Mal also contributes. So there's actually right. two. Tag but, yeah. and, and Mal. Allegedly, asterisk. Asterisk Mal. <laughs> Hasn't been confirmed by the higher-ups, but I'll take your word for it, Mal. And yes, and also course, our unofficial... Our, the our unofficial... Na- yes, our yeah, unnamed sponsors out there, yes. the one who wear mm. the anonymous The real Vs. And... Yeah, the ones that are yes. re- the real Vs. The Vs with the, the Guy Fox mask and everything. Yes, the true Vs, yes. From the movie. The ones who go um, and they spray paint the the wall and then they get shot by the cop who then gets fucking beat the shit out of by the other ones who are all wearing the mask that was such a good movie yeah definitely yeah those v's the real the other fight fight the power anonymous fight the power Mm -hmm. oh and also quick quick subtle plug if you want to hear video game pulses um take on made in the best again go check the link just just i wanted to plug that again sorry oh yes and before we go Oh. Uh, we should probably announce that uh, in a couple oh. episodes, episode 600 is coming around. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may be wondering, oh, what are you going to do? Something special for episode 600? Indeed, we are, my friends. We are inviting back a legend of Anime Pulse, mm-hmm. a veteran of the show, Ichigo, will be coming back. And. His appearance will be hailed with many a questions. In fact, if you out there, you listener, have any questions for the emo Eskimo himself, well, you may submit them either on the front page or in the forums. Oh yeah. Also, if you have any ideas for things you want us to cover or do with them as well, that's also, you know, I'm open to suggestions. Can't guarantee we'll do everything, but it's worth letting us know. So yeah, yep. So if you uh, if you do want to ask any questions for uh, Ichigo, co-founder of Anime Pulse, then be sure to leave your questions in episode 598 and 599 if you catch it in time, of course. And uh-huh. uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get them off to Ichigo and see if whether or not he will. I'll be willing to answer them. We can't guarantee he will answer all of them, especially if you ask him personal questions. 
Yes, and we have so many that there's no way I'm gonna get through all of them. There, there's too many questions I've already been forwarded, so I'll uh, try and filter out so everyone gets around an equal amount of representation, and we'll try and get them the ones that will have the most mileage. So, yeah. Alright. Well, mm -hmm. I do believe that ends it for today's show. And until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. Stuck on a